Hey, this is Mr. Anderson, Anderson, and you are listening to Two Out of Three Falls. Yeah, 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 what up? You know, it's uh, Peter Rosenberg, Hot 97, ESPN, WWE Network, Cheap Peak Podcast. Um, let's see what else. I got mad jobs out here, but right now, talking all things wrestling with my man Randy Cruz, the Cruise Control Podcast. Sit back and stay mage. You're listening to Cruise Control with Randy Cruz. This is the voice of the New World Order. N-W-O. And Neil Perfect Secrets of WCW Nitro. Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report, my man, how you doing? Doing great, Randy, although I do feel still a bit exhausted coming off of WrestleMania week, and if only because the show is so damn long, albeit <laughs> enjoyable, but I'm happy to be here, Randy, as always. Yeah, I heard WrestleMania just ended today, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> damn, such a long-ass show. Um, long-ass show, long weekend with the Hall of Fame, with the NXT, with the Raw, with the SmackDown, of course. WrestleMania 35 that you were at, and I was also at two at the last minute. Um, I was home, chilling, hanging out. I get a, uh, a text from one of my friends, and he says, "Hey man, are you going to WrestleMania?" And I said, "No, I wish." So I'm thinking he, he you know, he hit me up to say like, "Hey, hey you know, if you were here, let's link up." And I said, "No, nah, I wish I was there." Though he said, um, "Unfortunately, I can't go." do you want the tickets? I'm like, okay. Then I'm like, well, what's the damage? He gave me a price and I said, okay, that's doable. And he said, once you hook that up, I'll email you the tickets and you're on your merry way. And like 20 minutes later, I had WrestleMania tickets in my fucking Gmail. And I'm like, all right, pretty good, decent weather. I think, I think the weather held up, uh, you know, majority of that day. And I said, we out. So you were there, I was there, pretty good seats. Uh, the layout was pretty pretty cool, uh, pretty cool. Even though it ended at damn near what, twelve thirty, one o'clock. I know you were uh, out there stranded looking for Ubers and lifts and everything like that. So I'm um, sorry to hear about that, but that sh- kinda shows you maybe WrestleMania may not be a met life, you know, <laughs> in the near future. No, I hope not. I was not at WrestleMania 29, so I don't know if it was this bad last time. But, yeah, that stadium is a shithole. I enjoyed myself. Don't get me wrong. The Mania event itself was excellent. The experience leaving the arena, though, was just absolutely atrocious. So, yeah, that kind of not, not ruined my night by any means because WrestleMania itself was great. It's all about the experience. But could mm. did, did kind of put a sour taste in my mouth coming off that great show. So before we get to WrestleMania um, today... And I think the last couple of days, some news things have been popping up. Um, one, there's a rumor out there that Sasha Banks wants out of WWE. So, you know, we'll take that with a grain of salt. So, kind of like how the revival was a few months ago. We heard they want it out, but they're still there. They're writing it out. Uh, what do you make of the news that Sasha Banks apparently wants out of the company? Do you think it's... um? Uh, has any merit do you think it'll just be something that it'll pass over um, pass over and maybe she'll just kind of write it out or do you think she 100% like Ambrose really wants out of the company We'll see. If true, um, I'm surprised it's taken this long just because she's been in the back burner for so long now. I mean, she really did not do much in 2018 whatsoever. It really wasn't until recently that she became a prominent focus on TV again alongside Bailey with the whole WWE Women's Tag Team titles thing. And then they dropped the titles. Um, doesn't really seem like a, a good enough reason to just want to quit the company. There must be more to it than just that, if true. Um, I'm sure there is some merit to it. I've heard from various sources online. Some sort that are usually credible, including uh, Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful.com. He's usually right, hits the nail right on the head with a lot of his stories, and he reported several things over the last couple of hours even um, that suggested that she was very upset over losing the titles of WrestleMania and that her and Bailey kind of protested even, uh, complaining after the show and then back at the hotel. Again, take this all the grain of salt, but this is not coming from like fucking slice wrestling or any one of those dumbass Twitter accounts that usually reports nonsense or ringside news. These are pretty reliable sources. So we'll see where it goes. She was not on Raw on Monday, not even seen or heard from. So um, I do not know where this ends up. This might be a situation similar to the revival where they kind of give her time to kind of 
get over it and see where she is in a few weeks from now. Who knows? The Revival were the Raw Tag Team Champions after they threatened to quit. So mm. um, it, it's very possible they kind of either push her again or do something with her to kind of change her mind. But it would not surprise me, if true, um, if she wants to leave the company. We also have um, the Road Dog who just got into the Hall of Fame on Saturday, stepping down as the head writer, head of creator for, for SmackDown. Um, how much of a shock was that to you? That now, where do you think SmackDown goes? Not saying who fills that void, but, you know, it's at the WrestleMania and maybe they want to go to a different direction but how do you see smackdown going forward the same or do you think they, they try to really get somebody in there that can kind of you know change things up yeah i'm not entirely surprised i think it was more a matter of when than if i mean to my understanding he is still with the company just not in charge of the smackdown creative anymore mm -hmm. and the report suggested i forgot the original source it had suggested that he was butting heads with vince too often got tired of it and just wanted another role in the company it wasn't a matter of him being fired or being demoted he wanted out himself and i can't seem surprised um with how often vince changes his mind on certain things so uh, we'll see where that goes i don't know who else would fill the role probably another creative writer that we're not even aware of um until later down the road after they do some good things or some bad things they'll become notorious eventually but i don't know who would be a good fit for that role i'm not even sure road dog was ever a great fit for that role he's been writing smackdown up for close to four years and there have been periods in that time where smackdown was great and other periods where smackdown was shit so i'm not sure if he was uh, a good writer a bad writer or whatever but we'll see where it goes from here and um i think there was something else that could be wrong though but sasha wants out um, we don't know what the Ambrose thing is going to lead to. We don't know if he officially left. Is he leaving at all? The way they left off on Raw Monday with Bobby Lashley um, kind of just didn't really kind of end it. I know they I know they gave him a send off off the air on Raw, so that might be a sign that this is a wrap for Dean Ambrose. But you never know. Um, mentioned Sasha. We mentioned the Road Dog. Um, also rumor or whatever that Ronda Rousey may have broken her hand at WrestleMania and the potential uh, the finish wasn't as planned or maybe it was what do you I know I know we're skipping all over the place but um, one do you think she does have have a broken hand I don't I don't I don't know two the rumor that the potential that the plan the finish plan did not go as planned um for Rousey, Becky, and Charlotte at WrestleMania, do you think that was the initial finish, or do you think it was supposed to be something else? I do absolutely believe the broken hand thing is true. I feel like if it wasn't, Ronda Rousey would have come out on social media and denied it. Um, the plan finish thing, even days removed from the pay-per-view, is still up in the air. I'm not sure whether that was legit or not as to whether it was planned or if it was cut short, if it was botched, who knows. It certainly came off as botched to everybody um, in the arena. I was surprised to see it as end, end as quickly as it did. I mean, granted, everyone was waiting to get out of there, so it's not exactly a bad thing. People bolted from their seats as soon as the ref hit the count or hit the mat for the three count. People were so anxious to exit that arena. But um, yeah, no, I thought it was weird. To me, it felt like it was a bit abrupt. Though the commentators did mention that Ronda Rousey's shoulders were up, so if they're botched, if it's botched, usually they don't make mention of that type of thing. So I'm not really sure what to believe. The important thing is that they did the right thing they had becky lynch go over they had her win both belts that's exactly what they should have done they did it that's all i was happy about but the finish definitely could have been better booked as it came off a bit anticlimactic in my opinion yeah it was funny how the way it ended and we saw charlotte still on the outside she was crying and ronda rousey was talking to somebody in the crowd and then Becky celebrating, and maybe like you said, everybody just wanted to get the fuck up out of there because it was twelve thirty at night, and with the you know just the traffic, and it was cool. All right, Becky won. Now we're out of here. Um, it just didn't seem like. Then you saw Rousey talking to the referee about hey, whatever she was saying. Um, I really want to, you know, deep dive into whether a that was the official finish. Uh, to make it look like Rousey did not get pinned officially, so Becky has like a you know like a fluke asterisk kind of mm -hmm. kind of win. The rumor is already out there that is Becky and Ronda at WrestleMania 36 in Tampa. 
That's the rumor out there. We don't know how long Rousey is going to be out for. She wants to start a family. So you talk about nine, ten months. You talk about maybe all the way to Mania, not even the Rumble, where she can go in there, win it, and get her spot at WrestleMania. Um, do you think that as long as Ronda Rousey is in the company, she will be in the main event of WrestleMania going forward? No, not every year. I think this year, I mean, I think they were planning on putting Ronda Rousey in the main event of WrestleMania 35, dating back even a year ago after that amazing performance you had in the main event, or rather at WrestleMania 34. Um, but that's just because it made sense. Charlotte and Ronda made sense at that point to do as the main event of WrestleMania 35, considering it was kind of a dream match. Um, you threw in Becky because she got hot last summer. So that was the... Well-deserved main event of WrestleMania 35. I know Kofi and Bryan, at least in my opinion, was a better match. Uh, but I'm not going to sit here and argue, oh, they should have put that in the main event. I think a big reason why people were as into that match as they were was because it happened at 9 o'clock. The women had a very good match, but they were dead for the first part of it because it happened at fucking midnight. So I think that's a big reason as to why the uh, crowd reaction was different. Going forward, I don't think she'll get the Roman Reigns treatment and be in the main event of every single WrestleMania going forward. Roman has at least had different opponents in the main event of Mania from Brock to Triple H to The Undertaker. Really, who else can they do in the main event of Mania against Ronda that would make as much sense as what they did on Sunday? Unless they book a Ronda Rousey-Becky Lynch rematch, which, yeah, would be main event worthy, um, but I could also very well see them doing that in the main event of SummerSlam if Ronda's back before then in just a few short months. So it really all depends what the lay of the land is come next April um, and who gets hot and what stories worth telling in the main event uh, in the main event of wrestlemania someone hotter may come along between now and then so it's way too early to tell of course but um the only real match i could see main eventing wrestlemania 36 with the women with ronda would be her and becky but i don't think they should wait that long i think they should do the match um well before then preferably at SummerSlam. and if we do get becky and ronda at mania 36 do you think there is a chance that roles may be reversed where Ronda would be cheered going in there. And by the time we get to Mania next year, some fans may be tired of Becky, tired of the man gimmick. And Becky could walk in as a heel in WrestleMania 36. What do you think? Becky walking in a WrestleMania 36 as a heel? Yes. What, with Ronda as the baby face? Yeah. Because ah. I, I, I asked because, you know, when people are gone, have a long hiatus, and they come back, and the next time you see Ronda Rousey and her music hits, people are going to cheer for her. So she'll, she'll get that baby face return pop anyway. I'm asking because that might happen, and with the, the trajectory of Becky having the belts, if she has the belts by that time, which I think, you, I think she will, does this character of the man, of everybody wants her to be, you know, the top spot, is that going to sustain long enough for a whole another year? Or do you feel like fans are going to, all right, we got Becky as champion, but like after a while, they get, they start to get a little tired of her. That's the way she may, she may switch into the heel role and Ronda comes in with, with the, 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 the good guy pop. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. I mean, fans are so fickle. Daniel Bryan is not wrong in that respect. Fans are so fucking fickle where as soon as someone gets over yep. and they're beloved by everybody, there's that portion of the audience that starts to turn on them because it's kind of like the cool thing to do. And then everyone turns that tide and everyone turns on that person and then they go heel and then they start cheering them again. So they go back to being a baby face. It happens with everybody. Um, I would not be surprised to see that happen with Becky at some point in the near future. But uh, yeah, no, that's, that's a possibility. I mean, it's hard to say again, where both women will be a year from now. If Rhonda will go back to being a baby face, I think she's a better heel, but that's just me. Um, Becky, who knows if she'll still be popular a year from now. Shinsuke Nakamura walked into WrestleMania 34 as the number one contender to the WWE title, super popular. A year later, was involved in a throwaway SmackDown tag team title match at Mania 35. So, Becky Lynch, if you told me a year ago that she'd be in the main event of Mania, I would have called you crazy. She was on the pre-show of last year's Mania. Um, Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan, if you told me that was a WWE title match at this year's Mania, a year ago, I would have called you crazy. Specifically, if you told me if Daniel Bryan was the heel, because he came back as this 
you know, big beloved babyface a year ago. And he walked into Mania 35 as the most hated he on the entire roster. So um, it depends on how they play their cards going into WrestleMania 35 or 36 rather. But that's definitely not out of the realm of possibility whatsoever. So before we get into the the review of WrestleMania 35, how would you describe uh, officially Ronda Rousey's first year in the company? Great. I would say great. Um, you know, I think for all intents and purposes, she has really exceeded expectations, specifically in the ring as a character. You know, she's not the greatest on the mic, at least when they kind of script her lines out for her. Um, I've never been the biggest fan of her mic skills, but she cut some of her better promos towards the end there, right before WrestleMania, when she kind of felt like she was going off script a bit. She didn't feel as you know formulaic or as robotic she came off a lot better in the heel role but um yeah i would say she had an amazing first rookie year in wwe i don't know if it's up there with the likes of kurt angle and kevin owens and uh brock lesnar but i would you know she's not too far down that list considering that she became raw women's champion within six months of her arrival had a hot debut at the royal rumble had the match of the night at wrestlemania 34 had very good you know, to great matches with Charlotte, even Nia Jack, she had very good matches with Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks, Bailey, really everyone on the roster. And then to go from that to main eventing WrestleMania, being a part of the first main event with the women in WrestleMania history is pretty amazing. So I would rank her rookie year in WWE uh, high up there with the rest of them. All right, so 35, WrestleMania 35. I'll start with the main event because we've been talking about it for the last 10 minutes. Um, with all the hype, with the first ever women's main event hype and the triple threat, it was supposed to be Becky and Ronda, then we get Ronda and Charlotte, then we get Ronda, Becky, Charlotte, and going on at after midnight and seeing what they did and how it ended, how would you describe or rate the main event of WrestleMania 35 between Ronda, Charlotte, and Becky? I thought it was pretty good. Um, like I said, I did not think it was the match of the night. And I think going on so late, which obviously was going to be the case considering they were the main event, um, was expected with the crowd reaction not being as great as they probably wanted it to be. Um, but I thought it was a very good match at some point a bit. Um, disjointed might be the right word, but overall, I thoroughly enjoyed it. They still had a lot of people eating out of the palm of their hand, despite the fact it went on so late. Um, people were into Ronda, they were into Charlotte, they were into Becky, and hanging on the edge of their seats for what they would do next. So overall, I thought it was a pretty good um, main event. I think the outcome uh, was the right one, but I do think the abrupt finish will kind of ruin it for some people say with some people saying it's not as as great as it could have been which i agree with because that finish was kind of look it looked like it was botched to hell so i do agree that it could have been booked better but overall i thoroughly enjoyed it could have been better sure but um i thought all three women brought their a game and it was the right match to close out the show despite not being the best match but if there was any year to have the women main event in wrestlemania it was this year all right so that's how we ended but how we started was with Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar for the Universal title. Uh, me and you were just on this show last week talking about how they would format it, where this match would be in the middle, near the end, and uh, Grand, we got it right at the beginning. Um, felt more like an impromptu, which is cool. And lo and behold, we have Brock Lesnar uh defending the, the the universal title in the first match of WrestleMania Seth Rollins goes over um Brock Lesnar in uh what two two and a half minutes uh, two and a half minutes yeah, yeah because yeah because Brock kind of fucked them up for like five minutes and then the official bell that I go off okay so they were out there <laughs> yeah. for like 10 minutes sorry so Seth beat Brock um I think I I, I picked Brock I'm not sure I forgot who you pick um, last week I said Brock too Okay so we both Lost on that one So Seth Rollins yeah. Is the new Universal champion uh, What did you make Of the match What do you make Of it going on first I mean Was it really a match I mean like you said It was more <laughs> of an angle Than anything The match went two minutes um, But I thought it was Perfectly booked First of all I love the decision To have it go on first On a crowd On a, on a card that was so stacked 
with arguably four main event level matches between this, Triple H, Batista, the women, and Brian and Kofi. They had to spread it out. Um, so I think having this going first was perfect. It was a two-minute squash. And, of course, I would have loved to see a longer match. I'm sure Rollins and Lesnar, if they really went out there to have a great match, they could have a great match. Lesnar has not really had a competitive match in a long time. But, um, you know, I can't argue with the outcome here. I thought the way that it was handled, the way that it was portrayed and booked and everything positioned on the card, I thought all of it was perfect. Um, the pre-match beatdown kind of gave people this um, idea that Rollins may not be winning after all. I did not think Rollins would win just because I didn't think this company would actually have three big baby faces go over on the same show. Um, but again, spreading it out was the right move to make. As soon as they did that, that was um, you know a sign to me that, okay, they might – end up having Kofi and Becky go over after all because it's not happening back to back to back. You know what I mean? So the moment meant that much more as a result of it going on first. The crowd went nuts. Mm. Um, they, you know, it, it felt unpredictable, which is very, you know, hard to come by nowadays with WrestleMania and just WWE in general. Everything feels so scripted out and formulaic and predictable. That's not what this was, and I loved it. So at long last, we have a full-time world champion on Raw. That's probably the biggest takeaway coming out of this. But, um, yeah, no, I love this. I loved every second of it. I don't want to forget that before that, we did have Braun Strowman winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. We had Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder become new Raw Tag Team Champions. Carmella... Uh, won the Women's Battle Royal and Tony Nese became new um, Cruiserweight Champion. Um, we get to AJ and Orton. Many thought this would be the match of one of the matches of the night because of, of their pure wrestling skills. Uh, kind of went underwhelming to me. They went uh, almost 17 minutes. AJ with the with the with the victory. What do you make of AJ and Randy Orton? I thought it was a good match. I personally enjoyed it. I think having the Lights blinding a portion of the fans in attendance didn't help anything because uh, there were dueling chants of turn the lights off and all yeah. this other shit throughout most of the match. So that didn't exactly help. But, yeah, it felt like they kind of held back early on. Maybe it's because more matches are on the horizon. I don't know. I know AJ's hurt, but they could also end up on on different brands come the Superstar shakeup next week. So I don't know if the feud's going to continue. I'd be actually surprised if it did just because AJ won here. But, um, again, uh, like I said, I thought it was a really well-wrestled match, bordering on great. It was a very good but not great match. Um, I know they have good chemistry. They've worked together before on house shows, and they had a great SmackDown match about a year ago. I thought the closing sequence was awesome. I thought that was really well done with Orton going for the RKO, misses it, Styles hits a phenomenal forearm. I thought that was great. Um, but yeah, overall, could have been better. Definitely could have been better. Okay, then we had the Usos win a fatal four-way to keep their SmackDown Tag Team Championship against uh, Black and Ricochet, Rusev and Nakamura, The Bar, and we fast forward to now, we have... The Hardy, the Hardy Boys with the um, new SmackDown Tag Team Champions defeating the Usos on SmackDown. So the Usos get the victory on WrestleMania, but Hardys get the victory on SmackDown. What would you make of the match on WrestleMania and the Hardys becoming new Tag Team Champions on Tuesday? It was a fun four-way. I'm not going to lie to you. I really did not care about this contest at all going into the show just because it had zero buildup. Um, there was really no reason for this match to happen. But from an in-ring standpoint, it was a lot of fun. They worked well together. They got the perfect amount of time, and they impressed. So I thought it was a very good match. Um, the Hardys winning the belts on Tuesday was really what should have happened at, at WrestleMania on Sunday. Um, I think that was really the WrestleMania match. People wanted to see the Hardys versus the Usos. That was a very good match, too. Um, I assume that was done because they're going to be putting the Usos on Raw coming out of the Superstar Shakeup. That's my prediction. But um, I just... I mean, my o my only thing as to why they didn't do it at WrestleMania is because they already had fucking eight title changes on that show. Maybe they didn't want to have the Hardys title win be overshadowed if they did it on that same show. I don't know, but putting them in the Battle Royal was not much better because, yeah, they lasted it until the end, but it was a total waste of the Hardys. So I'm actually glad they're champions again. I think the Hardys are still very much over. They still sell merch. Um, they can still go in the ring, so why not? And the Usos... There's really no one left on SmackDown for them to defend against. Uh, they've already faced the bar New Day a million times. So I'm in uh, total favor of the, the Hardys becoming tag team champions. And again, I think that was done by design to set up an Usos move to Raw come the Superstar shakeup. Then we had the best in the world 
Shane McMahon defeating The Miz. False count anywhere, almost 16 minutes. I thought it was pretty good. Majority of the match was outside, which you kind of expect. They had that uh, that one spot where the suplex came from The Miz, and they went on some area, apron, uh, whatever. But the Shane was on top of The Miz, and he got the pin. Pretty pretty decent match. What do you make of Shane and The Miz? I thought it was a good match. Um, I've seen this get mixed reviews. People called it bad. It was boring, blah, blah, blah. I can understand why it was not the most exciting matchup, but I like the story they told here. Uh, you can feel the personal animosity between the two. I like Dad, Miz's dad getting involved. He's played a big role in this story, so I actually like the fact that he got involved. They made good use of the stipulation. I do think this would have been far worse if it was a standard singles match. So I like the fact they were allowed to take the fight all around the arena. I thought that was a good... Uh, Good uh, touch, a nice touch of this match. But um, yeah, Shane winning was a bit of a surprise, but I guess that means the feud will continue based off what we saw on SmackDown on Tuesday. The feud's been good up to this point, so I have no issue with the, with the feud resuming coming out of WrestleMania. But, mm. you know, I thought it was a good match. I enjoyed it for what it was. Then we had new women's tag team champions, the Iconics, defeating Sasha and Bailey, Nia Jax, Tamina, and Beth Phoenix and Natalia. I know we both picked Sasha and Bailey. Maybe we thought they would have a longer run. But I'm not mad at the Iconics winning. I know we, you know, going back to Sasha, I guess she wasn't really um, in favor of losing the, the tag belt so early because, you know, she felt her and Bailey was going to have a longer run or, you know, maybe do some different things with the belts. But Iconics go over. They are the new women's tag team champions. What do you make of the match? And um, how do you think the Iconics will do as tag team champions? To me, I thought this was the biggest low point of the entire show. I really? thought the match sucked. Really? Um, what'd you say? I said, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really, I can't think of a match on the show that was worse than this. Um, I know there were matches like Joe and Mysterio was 60 seconds, but that was exactly what it needed to be. More on that later. But no, I thought this was just not good. Um, I did not think any of the teams worked well together. Just a lot of dead moments, and it just felt flat to me. So I was not a fan of this. The outcome, people pop big. I was actually surprised how... Um, in favor of people were of this finish, how happy people are with this finish in the audience. Yeah. Maybe it's because they have people from Australia in the crowd. I don't know. But I've never I've never remembered a single moment since they got called up to the main roster that the iconics were this over. They've always people have always sat on their hands anytime they've ever come out. So I don't know where that came from. Uh, we'll see how they how they do as the tag team champions. Um, I'll reserve further judgment until we see how they do with the with the titles. But um, they have meant nothing up to this point, so they're really going to have to do a lot to make me care about the Iconics as tag team champions. They've been perennial losers since being called up to SmackDown Live. I know they have talent, but their mic skills are just like they produce go away heat for me. Like I'd rather change the channel than boo them if that makes sense. So uh, we'll see how they do. I thought. Night one on SmackDown was a good start, and we'll see who uh, Paige brings up to rival them. I would assume it's Kyrie Sane and Neo Shirai from NXT as the uh, Sky Pirates. But um, yeah, I was not a fan of the outcome, and I thought the match sucked. You don't think it's gonna be uh, before I even say it? The 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 two girls that she was with last year, Paige, they're they're already on SmackDown, right? That's um, no, yeah, Absolution, Mandy Rose, and Sonya. I mean, okay, I guess it could be. Sure. To me, that feels way too predictable. Plus, Mandy and Sonya are fine on their own. They don't need Paige anymore. Yeah. Maybe when they first got called up, but they're at a point where they're established, and they should probably be breaking off and doing their own thing at some point, because they're at the point now where they can establish their own identity. So I think reuniting them with Paige at this point mm. would be a mistake. I think the Iconics um, have a great gimmick. I like it. It's different. Um, most, you know, like you would say, well, they're not really great in the ring. Or I don't see the appeal, but I, th I think it's I think it's a gimmick, and um, it'll be very interesting to see how how long they have the belts for. But um, I'm with it. I have no problem with it. Um, so they go almost 11 minutes in that match. There we have new WWE champion Kofi Kingston in almost 24 minutes going against Daniel Bryan. A lot of us had Kofi winning, but you just wanted to make sure that they pulled the trigger and made Kofi the champion. Um, Kofi is, um, you know, been in the company for, as they keep saying it, 11 years. I'm not sure if you know, Graham, but Kofi's been here for 11 years. 
Yeah, that is true. I, I'm not sure if you knew that. Just I, I want to let you know. Just let you know. <laughs> yeah, um, it's not like they've said it every single second yeah. for the past two months. And also let you know, this pay review is also called the granddaddy of them all. Oh God! Uh, also, if you do not know, this is the grandest stage of them all. And the show of shows. The show of shows. And the, the, the second night only where Raw and SmackDown people get together on one night. In case oh, you God. Know Don't that. even bring that up. <laughs> the R.I.P. brand split. Um, I'm happy for Kofi. Congrats to him. Uh, long time coming. You know, I was saying Biggie and Xavier should turn on him right after, but that did not happen. But I know eventually that should happen. Uh, with the whole New Day storyline, but Kofi goes over. Are you, even though you picked them, are you surprised that they ran with it and made Kofi the champion and then talk about this title for title with Seth and where where does Kofi go now as far as contenders for the title? Do we get a rematch with Daniel Bryan? Even though they said no rematch clause, but start with Mania. What do you make of the the match and the reaction the crowd gave him? Yeah, no, I mean, despite the fact that most of us pick Kofi to go over, um, it's still surreal to me just because this company is not known for doing the right thing all the time, especially when you do the right thing three times in the same show. That's just very unlike WWE. So I, would, I was happy that they did. Um, and the match was excellent. In my opinion, the match of the night, um, the, the story they told was phenomenal. The in-ring action was excellent. They had the crowd just fucking eating up everything that they did. So I thought this was amazing. Um, they were given the perfect amount of time. I was never once bored by this match. Kofi kicking out of the running knee was surprising. Uh, Brian went down with one trouble in paradise. So again, I thought this was a great, 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 great match. And one of the best WrestleMania moments in recent memory, people were to the point where they were fucking crying after Kofi won. People in the audience, people that were watching from home. Um, the first or second, I guess, I guess he's the first African-born WWE champion. Um, we have had an African-American champion before in The Rock. Um, so I guess he would technically be the first. Not even technically. He would be the first black WWE champion. But um, I think people would recognize Kofi's the first African-born WWE champion, which is a huge deal. Right. So, um, yeah. No, I loved every second of this. I thought this was awesome. Now the question is, will they keep the belt on him long term? That's what kind of my mind turns to as we move forward. Yeah, because when you go to Raw and you see the title for title and him against Seth and you start thinking, oh, they might unify the belts. And I know we'll get to Becky later, but, you know, we didn't hear the word unification or unify. It's just that she's just basically Raw SmackDown champion. Um, and it, people kind of thought that might happen with Kofi or, or, or Seth where, yeah, we, we, we wanted Seth to win. We, wa we wanted Kofi to win. But like, hey... Don't have them lose the following night. Let's not do that. But we know the running from the bar. They're kind of previewing the whole superstar shakeup. So I think it's very interesting to see where they go with Kofi. They might do a rematch with Daniel Bryan. Uh, Money in the Bank is coming up next uh, next month in May. Trying to figure out who else would you know would would qualify to be a contender for Kofi. But um, either way, congrats to him. But I know that the the new day storyline is gonna have to change at some point where Biggie and, and Xavier uh, would turn on Kofi to make this shit even more interesting. After that, we get a a great one minute match between Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio. Rumor had it that Rey Mysterio was hurt with a, with an ankle injury. Maybe, maybe that's why this match went short as it did. Um. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is not the first WrestleMania for Samoa Joe, or or it was. It is. It is his first WrestleMania match. Yes. And his first WrestleMania match is a squash match. Yeah, I was honestly totally fine with this. I think it was <laughs> the perfect match to cut short. I'm sure they could have a good match with you know, given the an appropriate amount of time. But this had literally no build. Nobody cared. Uh, Mysterio was previously hurt anyway. I'm sure that played a factor, but wasn't the sole reason as to why this was so brief. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, it was at a point in the show where they were in a bad spot anyway coming off with Kofi and Brian. The show was going to run long. They had 15 matches on the main card or something ridiculous like that. They had to cut something short. And, you know, it wasn't going to be like the women's tag team title match because people would have fucking thrown a fit, called WWE sexist and all this other dumb shit. But you got to take the matches that people just don't care about and cut them short. So I'm glad that's what they did here. And they had the right outcome with Joe going over in decisive fashion. 
Well, we had 12 matches, 12 matches on the main card. If you add everything, you had 16. So, Jesus um, Christ. After Samoa Joe Rey Mysterio, we had Roman Reigns defeating Drew McIntyre. I was somewhere. I didn't really see this match. I was somewhere online um, in the arena. But this match goes on for 10 minutes. I don't think I've missed much. Roman goes over Drew McIntyre. What do you make of this match? No, nah, this is as basic as it gets. I was hoping for a better match from these two, but it was fairly mediocre. The crowd just started the wave. My section started the wave. People just did not care. I was hoping they'd have a good match. They didn't. It, it was it was just fine at best. Okay. Um, then, not surprisingly, you know, let me go back. Kofi Kingston, Daniel Bryan went for 23 minutes and 45 seconds. And I told you weeks ago, don't be surprised if Triple H had the longest match at WrestleMania, and he did by a fucking minute, 24-45, Triple H goes over Batista, no holds barred match. If Triple H had lost, he would have to be, uh, he would have to retire from in-ring competition. So when you put that stipulation out there, you know he's going over. Triple H, again, longest match at WrestleMania. Not shocked. Uh, what do you make of the match? Because from where I was sitting, and it either felt like the crowd was tired, or the match wasn't delivering in the ring. It's very hard to watch it, you know, on TV and in the ring. I mean, um, in person. But I felt like this match did not have anything going for it. I know they brought out a, a couple weapons, but the crowd just wasn't into it. Again, could be tired, could be bored. Um, they could have thought the match was terrible. But almost 25 minutes of Triple H and Batista, what do you make of it? I actually liked the match. I didn't love the match. Um, definitely did not need to go as long as it did. This was way too fucking long. I know Triple H always has to have the longest match on the show, but this was uh, this was unneedlessly long here. Um, this was just uh, not a waste, but they really could have cut out like the first 10, 15 minutes, and this would have been a way better match. Um, the crowd largely just either did not care or were fatigued or whatever. I think it might have been a mix of both, considering the outcome was as you know predictable as it was. But uh, I liked the match. There were a lot of um, storytelling tidbits mixed in here from their past matches over a dozen years ago. So I liked that aspect of it, Batista's final match. So I was personally paying attention. Then again, I'm a Batista fan, so I don't know. I, I, I liked the match for what it was. It was far from a masterpiece, and I don't blame people for not liking it. It's really a matter of you liked it or you didn't. And I liked it personally. Um, the outcome was what it should have been, was what it was always going to be. And now Batista can go off on his own terms. So I think it succeeded in what it set out to do. But I don't blame those that did not like this match. And I think, what, later on that night, uh, Batista did, you know, on Twitter and Instagram say that he is retired from sports entertainment. So this is Batista's final match with the company. So I guess when it, when it is your final match in the company, you do go out with an L a la Kurt Angle uh, with Baron Corbin, a match that most fans did not want to see because they wanted John Cena in this uh, in this match with Kurt Angle. But in uh, six minutes, Baron Corbin goes over Kurt Angle, which I thought we would happen. Nothing really special for me, but what do you make of it? No, yeah, this <laughs> – excuse me. This was a waste of time. I was not a fan of this match at all. Um, not, I mean – I guess you can go back and forth between this and the women's tag team title match is the worst of the show. But um, this was exactly what I thought it would be. Anyone surprised by Corbin winning? I don't want to call you an idiot, but like, really? Like, Angle got the last word. He was the last man standing on Monday's Raw. He's been winning going into WrestleMania. They want to benefit Baron Corbin by giving him a win over the retiring Kurt Angle. That's just what it was. And he got his moment on Monday's Raw when he attacked Corbin anyway. So it's exactly what I thought it would be. I wasn't disappointed. The match was fucking abysmal but whatever angle just it doesn't have it anymore and corbin isn't that good anyway um i like the corbin or the post-match promo from angle but that was really about it keeping this on the shorter side was smart as we approach the end of the show and then we had the return of john cena the the doctor of thugonomics come out in that elias segment um there were rumored that john cena would be on the show somehow some way whether a match or a segment but we get the throwback 2003-2004 Doctor of Thugonomics. Uh, were you surprised to see this 
um, incarnation of John Cena. And the next time we see John Cena, are we seeing the regular saluting to the crowd and with the towel guy, or are we seeing the old school John Cena back? No, I think this was just a one-off, but um, it was an amazing one-off at that. I mean, I complain all the time about like there being way too many WrestleMania moments, and they don't do enough to build up the current roster. We had plenty of that on this show with Rollins, Becky, and Kofi winning. It was okay for them to go down the uh, you know memory lane here with John Cena bringing back the old Doctor Thugonomics gimmick. It was very well received, um, even by people who didn't you know who weren't around for the John Cena Thugonomics days and weren't around for when he was doing the rap shit. As soon as he started talking, he won people over i mean he got a great reaction anyway because people were not expecting him to be on the show um i mean i said here last week or the week before or whatever that hey if it's john cena interrupting elias i just do not give two shits because we saw it last year so why would you do it again but this was a different this was a different john cena um he was allowed to go pg-13 if only for a few minutes mm. the crowd ate it up Elias got um, didn't really benefit from it, but he didn't need to. I thought this was a a great way to kind of break up the boring shit into what was going to be the you know next good few matches. So I thought this was perfectly placed on the show, woke the crowd back up, and it was a lot of fun. And then we had Elias come on Monday on Raw and then get interrupted by Taker. So I guess he's back for now. Um, what'd you make of that segment, uh, Taker? interrupting Elias when he said when he said the next one that interrupts me is a dead man and everybody popped off like ooh yeah we know what the fuck that means and Tigger comes out and again one off or are we seeing more Taker come to the superstar shakeup or no that could that, that that could be something more. I don't think for next week. I don't think he's back next week or full-time or whatever. Um, that could be planting the seeds for a feature match at the next Saudi Arabia show. I think is the next show that Taker is booked for. Oh, so maybe we see him and Elias on that show, similar to what we saw with um, Taker and Rusev at the Greatest Royal Rumble last year. But um, no, I thought it was a cool moment. I was in the arena for Monday's Raw at the Barclays Center. It was definitely one of, if not the coolest moment of the night. Again, it really accomplish anything but as a moment it was cool people were not expecting the undertaker um especially after he no showed wrestlemania so i thought it was an incredible moment people ate it up and it was um yeah just a lot of fun so again the reaction was amazing to uh, undertaker showing up on raw we have again a new intercontinental champion finn balor again defeating bobby lashley in four minutes the demon comes back we all kind of figured if the demon comes back finn will go over Four minutes, new IC champion Finn Balor once again. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> uh, this was what it was. Um, yeah. They gave it an appropriate amount of time, just a few minutes. People didn't care about the match anyway. They made good use of the time that they had, so I will give them that. We got to see the Demon WrestleMania entrance, which was cool. Um, there was no reason for this to go more than five or six minutes, so um, I was glad that they kept it brief. And um, yeah, it was a, it was a decent match. It was what it was. And Balor is Intercontinental Champion again, which is what we all expected, and that was the right call anyway. And then after that, we had um, uh, what you call it. Now we're approaching midnight time, twelve fifteen ish, and uh, they want to have a dance break. Uh, Graham, did you uh, partake in that or not? <laughs> Shockingly, I did, if only for a few seconds. Oh, but man. I will say that this was absolutely pointless. I know they wanted to attend or announce the WrestleMania attendance. But like you said, Randy, we're approaching midnight by this point. People just want to go the fuck home. Uh, this was poorly placed. I know they want to do it as a buffer right before the main event. But by this point, I'm like, okay, let's just hurry this shit up so I can go home. So this was pretty pointless. They should have just had it earlier on in the show. That's what my opinion is. And then they um, announced that next year WrestleMania 36 would be in Tampa, which we all knew, which is uh, kind of saw the Pirates of Caribbean kind of promo. And then we do get at around 1230 at night, the main event. I know we spoke about it, spoke about it before, but Becky goes over Ronda and Charlotte, uh, winner take all. So now Becky is the current SmackDown and Raw Women's Champion. Some say Becky should have tapped out Charlotte to keep Ronda strong, but we get the, the finish of Becky Penny Ronda with supposedly her shoulders are up with a fluke kind of pin. Becky goes over. She goes on Raw and SmackDown with the belts uh, approached by Lacey Evans, so maybe that's the next um, rival she's going to have to give step her away from Ronda and, Beck, uh, and Charlotte for a while. So 
uh, since we already spoke about the match, uh, what do you make of Becky and Lacey Evans going forward with their rivalry? I like it. I think it's a good first feud for Becky Lynch. Um, Lacey Evans debuts with an impact by confronting the or feuding with the new Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion right out of the gate. Um, I think Becky can carry Lacey to a great match. Um, Lacey, I don't know if she's that good. I know she's good, but not like amazing in the ring. She's only going to get better with more matches that she has. But I'm glad they finally have Lacey out of the whole dumb shit where she walks down the ramp and that's it. So I'm glad we're past that phase. And I thought their interaction on Monday's Raw was excellent. Hopefully the feud didn't peak there, though. And we got the return of Sami Zayn on Raw on Monday. Then he lost to Finn Balor in the uh, IC title match. And then he cut a, a promo in the crowd. And um, again... Zayn returns. Um, do you think he stays on Raw or SmackDown? What do you make of the promo he said on Monday? Uh, a good match, but I think the more noteworthy part of his return, as you had mentioned, was the promo. Uh, the promo was awesome. He had, again, people just eating up his every word when he was insulting everyone in the audience, and they kind of went along with it. But Zayn, persistent, you know, remained a heel and turned on everyone anyway, again. So I thought it was a great swerve. Um, you know, he is an organic natural baby face but i can't say i have anything against this sammy zayn either because between this and what he said on smackdown i think sammy is in his uh is in his prime right now as a heel so i would keep him right there on raw he has already switched brands two or three times in in the last three years like when you think about it there's certain people who have not changed brands at all roman reigns seth rollins aj styles randy orton the usos and then you have people that have gone back and forth three times uh sammy was on raw to begin with got moved to smackdown two years ago got fired from smackdown and showed up on raw a year ago again so i would keep him right where he is on raw got to split up him and owens anyway but i thought his first night back on raw was great and then graham we see a box we see a puppet uh i think all signs point towards to uh bray wyatt if you see the puppet have like some kind of Hawaiian shirt on, um, if it is Bray Wyatt, I mean, I guess it was okay. Nothing really crazy about it. Um, it is, it is Bray Wyatt, right? It has to be. I mean, if you listen to <laughs> the music, um, the remix of his own entrance music, the Hawaiian shirt that the, <laughs> excuse me, the puppet wore, whatever it was, and the laugh. It's it's Bray Wyatt, obviously. Yeah, so. yeah. I know I know you were freaking out when you saw that, Randy. But in all seriousness, um, I'm glad Bray Wyatt's back. I figured he would be brought back after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. There was no point to bring him back before Mania if they were going to do nothing with him. <laughs> Kevin Owens. But I'm um, looking forward to seeing what they do with Bray Wyatt going forward. I have no idea what the fuck this was supposed to be, but uh, kind of reminds me of when he came back with the um. Or like when he debuted in the first place. He debuted with those vignettes on Raw many, many years ago. So maybe they're taking a similar approach to that. We'll see. But um, I'm glad to see Bray Wyatt back. I would assume he ends up on Raw when he returns. But you never know because they played the video on SmackDown too. All right. um, Before we wrap it up, uh, Superstar Shake-Up this Monday and Tuesday, I'm assuming, on Raw and SmackDown. Who are some guys from Raw that you feel like, you know, uh, should go to SmackDown and who from SmackDown should go to Raw? My mindset for the longest time was to put Roman on SmackDown and AJ on Raw just because they both accomplished everything imaginable on their respective shows. They've been on those shows since the initial draft. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would move AJ to Raw. I don't know if his current injury, his recent injury, will change those plans. I don't know if he's going to appear this week on TV. I don't know. But um, I think AJ going to Raw would be huge. With SmackDown moving to Fox, they probably want to load up on that show in terms of star power. So I'd put Roman on SmackDown. I would have put Ronda Rousey on SmackDown, but um, I don't know if she's going to be making any appearances in the foreseeable future. So they probably won't announce that. I would put Becky officially on Raw simply to separate her from Charlotte. The same way they separated Sasha and uh, Charlotte a few years ago, mm-hmm. they got to do the same thing with Becky and Charlotte. Their feud has gone on for way too long. So hopefully they officially officially put Becky on Raw. Um, the Usos, as they mentioned earlier, I would put them on Raw. They've been on SmackDown since day one-ish, so I would keep them on. I would put them on Raw, rather. Um, <coughs> excuse me, with the other women, I'm not really sure. Maybe Sasha and Bailey go their own way or, you know, go their separate ways. Maybe Naomi goes to Raw. In terms of mid-carders, 
Um, I would put, you know, they got to separate Alistair Black and Ricochet. Um, they've had a fun tag team, but it's time for them to start doing their own thing on different shows. Um, I would say the same thing about Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, but mm-hmm. I think they're doing something with them right now, so probably not with them as heels. But, um, yeah, those are the major moves that I would make. I think I could see them making a lot of major moves in this year's draft, similar to last year. All right. Um, I might throw out a couple of names at you, and you tell me Raw SmackDown. I want off the top of my head, I think the bar goes to Raw. I think the revival go to SmackDown. I think... I think Nakamura should go to Raw. Um, it it would be nice for Randy Orton to go to Raw. I think he's been on SmackDown for for so long. But let me see, Roman. I think Roman is. If the Usos come to Raw, I think Roman stays on Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, Finn Balor. What do you think, Raw SmackDown? I mean, Raw, just because he's the Intercontinental Champion. So, I mean, who's the United States Champion right now? Joe? Simone yeah, I don't see them putting Joe back on Raw. So, yeah, I'd keep Finn on Raw. So, what do you do? Would you do Samoa Joe bringing U.S. title to Raw and Finn IC title back to SmackDown? Uh, I think Joe's just better off on Raw right now. I mean, I guess they could switch the titles if they wanted to. Um, I think they're perfectly fine right where they are. I know Balor is a better fit for SmackDown. People have been saying that for years now. But um, I, I don't see them moving him. I don't. So I see him staying put right on Raw. I do like the bar prediction. I'll do you one better, though. The bar have been a thing for so long now. You kind of forget how they were their own separate single yeah. stars before this. And they've been together for almost three fucking years. Yeah, separate. Um, I could not care less about Sheamus, but Cesaro should get his own run. So I would move Sheamus to Raw without Cesaro. And I would have Cesaro do his own thing on SmackDown. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind them uh, separating. I'm trying to figure out who else. Drew McIntyre. I'd keep him on Raw. Braun Strowman. I could see him moving to SmackDown after they teased the uh, Samoa Joe feud. I could see him moving to SmackDown. It's very clear he's not going to win that Universal Championship, at least not anytime soon. So get him the hell away from that show. Get him the hell away from Brock Lesnar and uh, start building around him as a top star over on SmackDown. So that's what I would do. Maybe um, I would keep Miz on SmackDown. I'm trying to think what other baby faces, like top tier baby faces they have on SmackDown. Maybe Rey Mysterio, although I like him on SmackDown. Uh, maybe Ali. Moving to Raw, and then as if I don't know what a fair trade for Braun would be aside from AJ. Um, if they move, if they don't move Roman, I could see them moving Braun. I think one of those two is going to move. If I had to choose, probably Braun. But um, either way, I think AJ is going to Raw to kind of make up for that. Baron Corbin. Nah, I think keeping him on Raw is the uh, <laughs> right move. It doesn't really <laughs> doesn't really matter, but I think he's staying put on Raw. Bobby Lashley. Staying put on Raw. Wouldn't mind him going to SmackDown. That's where he called home for a few years when he first debuted years ago. Mm. But um, I think he's staying put on Raw. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Sasha and Bailey could be split up. I wouldn't mind that. When you said Ricochet and, 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 and Black, which one would you rather have on Raw or SmackDown? I really don't have any preference, to be honest. Um, Aleister Black, I I could see Black going to Raw and Ricochet going to SmackDown. I think that would just make more sense. But if they flipped it, I wouldn't have an issue with that either. As long as Ricochet's not on 205 Live or some dumb shit like that, I think they're fine. All right. Um, last one. Uh, I was Okay, what about like Charlotte, Carmella, Asuka, Naomi, or Natalia? You know, what about them? Yeah, I think Charlotte stays put on SmackDown if they move Becky. Um, Asuka stays put on SmackDown. Naomi, if the, just to keep her with Jimmy, her husband, I can see them moving her to Raw, too. She's been a part of SmackDown since day one, too. So uh, maybe she moves. But uh, Natalia, don't really care too much about her. So I see her staying on Raw as well. And I assume Big E and Xavier stay on SmackDown. Yeah, I don't think they're getting separated. I know Big E got hurt on SmackDown this week, so he'll be out for a few weeks with a torn meniscus, I believe. Um, I don't think they're going to be split up, at least until they do the turn. Uh, inevitably, maybe later this year. Iconic stay on SmackDown? Yeah, I would think so, yeah. Okay. Um, anybody getting called up from NXT in this uh, shakeup? Yeah, maybe I could see the Undisputed Era, um, depending... 
I know they, they taped TV for NXT this past week, so I don't know if they were on those tapings or what. Um, I didn't hear anyone rumbling about it, so I'm not sure, but they've kind of done everything in NXT. I honestly kind of wish they would stay in NXT just because I don't want them to be fucked over by the main roster, but um, I could see that moving up. But more importantly, Pete Dunne. I think Pete Dunne is long ready for the main roster. Um, he just recently dropped the UK title to Walter at TakeOver, and the guy is great. He's a star, so he's really done it all in NXT UK. He's faced everybody. It's time for him to move on, and it went better than the international, as they're calling it, Superstar Shakeup. All right, Graham. So overall, WrestleMania 35, how would you rate it? Eh, out of 10? Yeah. I'd give it like 7. I'd say 7 or 7.5. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a pretty good show. Um, not every match was a home run by any means. Mm-hmm. But there was no match that was really trash, aside from the women's tag team title match, in my opinion. Um, yeah, that's that's really about it. I thought the bigger matches delivered. Um, Rollins and Lesnar, the main event, and Brian and Kofi all delivered they did the right thing and having all those people go over all the baby faces mm. so i was happy about that they created some real cool moments there um my only my biggest nitpick of the show is the length there's no reason for wrestlemania to be near eight hours long that's ridiculous um and end around like 12 30 that's just absolutely ridiculous so aside from that i thought this was a uh, very good show slightly better than last year um i don't know if i would put it on the same level as like 30 or 31 but I thought overall it was a pretty good show. Last one, Graham. Um, you know, you I, I almost forgot. You mentioned how the fans wanted Seth. The fans wanted Becky. The fans wanted Kofi to win the titles, and they all won the titles. But you know, at some point, they're going to lose those titles. And you know how fans are. They, 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 they want things to go their way. They want McMahon to listen to them, and when they do, they get what they they got what they want at WrestleMania. And I'm not picking any sides, but at some point, Seth is gonna lose that belt, Kofi too, and and Becky, and the fans are gonna either shit on that or f- cheer for somebody else to win the championship. So, um, are, are you okay the fact that yeah, they got what they want at WrestleMania? But, you know, down the line, they're going to flip and either want somebody else to win or shit on the fact that Seth might lose, Kofi might lose, and Becky might lose. I don't think they'll shit on it just because, like, they could boo, but there's a difference between, like, oh, boo the heel because they beat our favorite for the title, and then shitting all over the company for, like, oh, fuck you for burying Kofi Kingston. Like, I don't think it'll be that. It really depends on the situation. Um, If... For example, Jinder Mahal be Kofi for the WWE title. There would be more outrage over that than if you stay um, picking Joe. on Jinder, man. You stay picky on Jinder. Ah, fuck Jinder Mahal. So <laughs> if they had if they had Joe be Kofi for the belt, different story. Different story. I think people would be like, oh, you know, Kofi, wish you would have held the belt longer, but at least it's Samoa Joe. But if it's like Jinder, it's like okay, then who gives a shit? So it really depends who it is, how long it is. I think all three of them should have. You know, not like a year-long reign, but they should hold their belts for the foreseeable future. Um, Rollins, I really don't know who else there is on Raw to beat him for that belt right now. As long as it's not Baron Corbin, which I could see them doing, which would be fucking dumb. Um, I really don't know who else you put in that spot. So running with Rollins as the top face on Raw for the foreseeable future is the only thing that really makes sense at the moment. I think for now, it could be Braun. It could be Roman. And... I mean, Drew McIntyre maybe. Um, uh, I don't. I could know. see Drew down the road. Yeah. Getting. I mean, I could see him getting a title shot soon, but I would be totally fine with Drew being the one to beat Rollins. Uh, if it doesn't happen immediately, like in a few months from now, I would be totally cool with that. Yeah, I just know the fans are gonna shit on the day that Roman Reigns beat Seth Rollins for the title. I, I know it. Oh, definitely. I know it. Definitely. Even though, even though they shouldn't. But it is what it is. But I think, you know, Braun, Roman, Drew, unless depending on who comes over from SmackDown, it could be AJ, it could be somebody else, it could be Orton, I don't know. But Or it could be the fucking, uh, the, the puppet guy, Bray Wyatt, you never know. The puppet guy. Hey, That's yeah, right. you never know. Anything never can change know. between now and, say, SummerSlam. We, we really do yeah. not know until after the Superstar shakeup. Yep, you never know. Or, or it, it, uh, it could be Brock. 
<laughs> oh god don't even don't even say that you're gonna you're gonna anger all the marks listening out there so hopefully not yeah i mean you know he's he's on on, on a winning streak could be triple h Good God! Could you That's imagine right. the reaction to that? Uh, a fucking half hour match, uh, an Iron Man match between Hunter and, and Seth Rollins. Hey, if anyone can make that good to be Seth Rollins, that doesn't mean I want to see it though. Last thing for real, um, if they don't unify the Smack the, the Raw SmackDown belts for Becky and, um, how are they gonna play this out? Where? Should defend the Raw belt, what, like on fucking Raw or SmackDown, on SmackDown, or do you think, not yet, but they, do you think they're going to eventually unify these belts? I feel like if they were going to, they would have done it at WrestleMania and announced it the next day, like, hey, we're on the undisputed wwe women's champion you know what i mean so i feel like yeah. if they were going to do that they would have done it already um i would love to see her pull double duty and have her defend the raw women's title on raw and then the smack the women's title on smackdown i don't think they'll do that but i think it'd be cool the same way that rollins pulled double duty a few years ago when he was the u.s champion while he was the wwe champion it didn't last long but yeah. it was cool for what it was but um yeah no no i i, I like that uh I like that idea a lot of having Becky be up here on both shows, though have her officially designated to the Raw brand. Because when she's all done in the title picture, she should be on Raw. She's been on SmackDown since the beginning. She'll have more fresher. She'll have fresher challenges on Raw. Um, I think that'd be the best home for her right now. So yeah, I, w- I would have her appear on both shows for now. But I would also keep the belt separate because if you unify the belts, I feel like that takes opportunities away from all of the women on both brands. So having two separate titles, in my opinion, is the way to go. Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report, always appreciate it. You can find him on Twitter at WrestleRant. You can find two out of three falls t-shirts on ProWrestlingTees.com slash Cruise Control. You can find me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. Graham, my man, always appreciate it. Thanks, Randy. Appreciate the time as always. And I'll see you next Thursday for the uh, WrestleMania 36 kickoff show. That's right. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) See you then, brother. All right, man. Take it easy. Peace. All right.